You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, good morning. If you're joining us online, it's so great that you could be with us and in the room. It's so good that we can come around the Word of God. Well, last week, we heard about God's declaration over our church and over our lives. And like we know on the board, it is relationship with God and grace to all. And as we continue to cultivate our relationship with God, I pray for all of us, it moves beyond the surface. It moves beyond what we presently know to a depth of dependency where we know the graciousness of God is upon us. You know, grace is the ability to show Jesus who is grace. It's easy in this life to be offended. It's easy to withdraw, but it takes perseverance to receive his grace that Jesus can be shown through us. And it is his grace, is his ability. His grace is his might. His grace is his power that will make the call of God a reality to those around us who we have relationship with this. And this is God's success. Relationship with God, grace to all. This declaration needs to be accomplished with the grace and the help of our God. And we're going to learn how to draw this year from God the wisdom, the patience, the skill and perseverance we need to complete this incredible task that God has called our church to. And it is this same perseverance that Nehemiah would have to draw from God to see a tremendous work done amongst his own people. Nehemiah He works for the king in the king's palace. And today, we're going to start with a conversation between Nehemiah and the king that changes the very course of history. Nehemiah 2 verse 2 says, So the king asked me, Nehemiah, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. This king said to me, Nehemiah, what is it that you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favour in your sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Nehemiah's request to the king came upon from hearing distressing news about Jerusalem. It was where he was from, but he had never actually lived there because Nehemiah had been born into exile. But what was this news? The news came from his brothers and his friends. And it says in Nehemiah 1.3, they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province of Jerusalem are in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem have broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. You see, Jerusalem had been burned over 140 years earlier. But what is being indicated is that this is another traumatic event that has happened now in the city of Jerusalem. They've broken down the walls again and the gates have been burned with fire. People are in trouble. Nehemiah 1.4 says, Nehemiah said, when I heard these things, when I heard about the walls, when I heard about the gates, when I heard that the people were in trouble, I sat down and wept. 
For some days I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before my God in heaven. He said when he heard these things, he sat down and wept. Nehemiah was grieving. Have you ever been in that space with what you've heard? It has moved your heart to grief. And the next day when you wake up from sleeping, there's that moment of peace until you're interrupted by the reality of the information that you've previously heard. And in that moment, grief rises afresh again. Nehemiah, with his grief, mourned, he fasted and he prayed to his God in heaven. Nehemiah actively seeks fasting and prayer in God because this problem, this trouble, it's over the whole city. This morning, the title of my message is Unlock Your Calling. God wants to unlock the calling of God that He has on your life and the life of this church. And God, I pray to unlock another door of what you have called for us to do as your church. Through your relationship with God, He will reveal your calling. Do you hear me this morning, church? It's time for God to unlock the calling of our church. Nehemiah's relationship with God, it unlocks his call to prayer. His relationship with God unlocks his call to draw near and come close. His relationship with God will unlock every limitation that he faces from the enemy. And who we turn to determines who will answer you. Who we listen to determines the path we will take. And right now in our city, our people, our families, who are they turning to? Who are they listening to? Because who they are turning to right now determines the answer they will follow. And when questions of identity arise, what advice are they receiving? Questions of the trouble, what paths are being advised for our people in our city, in our families taking? Who is leading our people? Who is gathering our children? Nehemiah knows for a problem of this magnitude, he can only turn to his relationship with God. And Nehemiah knows the walls of Jerusalem are broken and down. His people are in trouble. Families are in trouble. Children are in trouble. Identities are in trouble. Livelihoods and belief systems are now at risk. And Nehemiah understands what it means to be taken away from your true identity, only to have glimpses of your true culture, your true belief systems, and be born into a whole other country because you've been exiled from what was truly originally yours. And the king, he may have seemed thoughtful in his conversation to Nehemiah, but Nehemiah's sad face poses great risk to his safety because working in the palace only accepted a certain disposition and sadness was not acceptable. But his relationship with God unlocks the authority we all have in God when we have to step out in him. Relationship with God unlocks his calling within us to take the right step forward when it's timely and when it's necessary. And this conversation 
between himself and the king unlocked God's resource for what God was calling Nehemiah to fulfill. Relationship with God. It unlocks your feet from staying on the seashore like we see in Luke 5. Just like Simon being asked to come out from the seashore to cast his nets out again into deep water and let down those nets for a catch. And now in this moment for Simon, with Jesus' invitation, Simon is being told and revealed of his calling. Simon, no longer will you be catching fish. You will be catching men. Simon, no longer, Simon, you're going to draw people to a relationship with God. You're going to show them how to come home to their father. And with this revelation, Simon left everything to follow Jesus. Relationship with God, it unlocks your limitations. Relationship with God unlocks your calling. And just as Simon was called to rise, God is calling Nehemiah to rise. Nehemiah knew when the walls of protection are down, any people group has access. Do you hear me, church, this morning? Nehemiah knows when the walls of protection are down, any people group has access. And when the gates have been burned, there is a clear path to come in with their culture, their authority, and their influence, their mindsets, their thinking about our God, and they have access. You see, the walls and the gates, they were a stronghold to the people in the city. And a stronghold is commonly referred to a fortress that has difficult access. But now the stronghold is down and access is open for anyone to come through. And that is the plan of the enemy. Access to influence identities, to challenge values and belief systems to take authority over their belief in God. And Nehemiah knows this. How? His relationship with God. Relationship with God gives you the greatest advantage to see the enemy when he is attacking you. How? Because Jesus is the greatest authority and he will give you the knowledge and the discernment as you follow him. But Nehemiah knows the authority he has against the enemy It has to be proactively enforced. It's one thing to know it, but now he realizes he has to be activated to proactively enforce the authority that God has given into his hands. So what was Nehemiah's calling? It was to rebuild the broken walls for his people, to repair protection to his people, to stop access from the enemy coming in. You see, Nehemiah, He had an incredible position in the king's palace. And in such a position, people, many people might have been content to rest on their achievement or even retire. But Nehemiah showed his greatness as a leader at precisely this point. Although he was a man of the greatest possible influence in the Persian court, he left this inviolable position to lead an effort to rebuild the walls of the city of Jerusalem, which now lay in ruins, and it was his calling to restore it to its influence. God unlocked his calling. Broken walls, burnt down gates, giving access for anyone to come into the people. But what are our broken walls today in our city? 
What gates of protection have been burned down to make way for access for anyone to come to our people, our families, our children and bring trouble to us? And today I see so many of our families are in one house, but all in different rooms with just them and access. The internet is not the issue. It is the access and the dependency of the power of it that has become the greatest addiction acting as babysitter, comforter, entertainer, allowing everybody to get the greatest dopamine hit of their brain of the century. And what most people feel is reward, reward, reward. And I get it. We might not need to pay the cost up front for a sense of rest, but somebody will have to pay the cost down the track. The cost of another voice defining our children's minds. The cost of another voice comforting our emotions when we know with the truth of God, it is only the Spirit of God that can transform our anxiety and relieve us with His peace that surpasses our understanding. Our walls are broken, gates are down and trouble is here in our culture. We need to rebuild church. We have been called to restore. But the real truth of our generation beneath the surface is neglect from a family unit to a fragmented, isolated mess. The enemy knows it and is seducing minds through the access that is given to him to shape, re-identify and influence, reducing the power of family that God gifted us with. And when marriages don't measure up, to the same dopamine hit and don't give the same reward. The spirit of neglect is going to be rise on the foundation has been given and make way to give up and leave because it's just too hard. We have a problem in our culture and the only answer is relationship with God. And today, church, we have that answer because we have relationship with God. You have the answer because you are the answer. And it's time for us to be moved by what is broken in our city. It's time for us to pray and fast and seek the Lord to rebuild the ways of the Lord in our lives and allow God to lead and influence our families friends and workplaces, our culture, our city. Because when Nehemiah prayed and fasted, he had the answer what God wanted him to do in order to rebuild his people, how to restore. But it came out of his relationship with God. And as God revealed his calling to Nehemiah, he would be instrumental in revealing God's grace to all. You know, the other night, my mum was driving my son Addison home and on the way home they noticed a little boy walking alone on the footpath and Addison said, you know what, this doesn't look right. It was dark and because of this little boy being alone, they became acutely aware of the trouble he may be in so they stopped the car next to him. So they called out to the little boy, hey, are you okay? And they both got out of the car and went over to him. And here is this little boy crying in his pyjamas. He was six holding his little bunny light on the side of the road. And the little boy answered them both and said, my mummy hates me. My sister hates me. 
and realizing that something was wrong and trying to comfort him, they said, you know what, we don't think that's right. We don't think that your mummy doesn't love you. So they said, would you like us to take you home? And then at that moment, a car came up and pulled up behind them. Then they asked if it was his mum and he said yes. She came over and explained he was running away from home because they'd taken his iPad tablet away from him. So the mother thanked them both profusely and they all went home safely. I think about the precise moment, the precise timing that they both saw that little boy, the words of reassurance, the protection of the precise people meeting that boy and not somebody else. I see the gracious hand of the Lord upon that situation. I also see the influence of the enemy and his hold on this generation when access gets denied. When denied the choice of a little boy to walk out of the protection of his home, to think things that are actually untrue, away from protection and into a dark night isolated. But I'm so thankful for the greater authority that we have in Jesus Christ. He orchestrated this precise moment, the precise timing, the precise people to demonstrate how important people are to God and how much He has called us to be a part of what it is that He values, relationship with God and grace to all that all will know where to come home to a dwelling place of safety. Your relationship with God unlocks His protection. And there was two things about Nehemiah that were critical to walking in God's calling. And number one, he examined himself. He took a moment to examine himself and and his family and his generation. And number two, he repented on behalf of his generation. Nehemiah 1.5 says, Nehemiah's prayer, then I said, Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Oh God, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to the prayer that your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family have committed against you. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But listen to this. But if you return to me, if you come home and value what I value, if you follow my ways, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, even if at your children are at the farthest place from God, even if your marriage is at the farthest place from where God designed it to be, I will gather them there and bring them to a place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. This is a prayer to God, to gather people who are the farthest away from Him. And God said, I will gather them and bring them to a place where they will know their relationship with me. You know, for both Lee and I, we've had to walk this journey. We've had to examine ourselves, our family, our generation. But secondly, we've had to repent on behalf of our generation 
of the broken walls that were handed to us but were still not rebuilt in our generation. One thing I say constantly to my children is that every other relationship you will have will come from the foundation of the relationship we have made for you. You will measure everything you do from the foundation we give you. You will act, receive, withhold, and from this demonstration, replicate to others what we have portrayed to you. And the problem is that as parents, we also come from a previous foundation. And no foundation is perfect. And for many people today, neglect has impacted our foundation to what a relationship is supposed to be. The Spirit of God would say He sees your neglect. He sees what has been passed down to you that was not of your fault, but we now have to take responsibility for. Neglect emotionally, neglect spiritually, neglect physically, but with every intention of living up to the dream, the reality of our past kept seeping in to our present. So we had to stop. We had to examine our family, our generation, and be honest about the areas that were broken down walls, allowing access for any people group to come into our home. And at this precise moment, God swept in. At this precise moment of that decision of turning away from what we knew to turning to the face of God at this precise moment, God completely swept in with healing and He gave us direction and restoration. We stepped off the shores of safety and at His Word as a family, we went out into the deep to seek the healing and the restoration we so desperately needed. And this Scripture has become so real to us. But if you return to me, If you follow my ways that I have given to you, that even if your exiled people are the farthest horizon, even if your emotions with what you are given are at the farthest horizon, even if your children are at the farthest horizon, even if your marriage is at the farther horizon, I will gather you back from there and bring them to a place that I have chosen for my dwelling name. What is His dwelling name? What is this place that He's collecting us to? It's restoration, it's healing, it's freedom, it's grace to live out this life with power, being free from your past, creating new values in your generation so that you become the stronghold of the Lord and you determine what access is given into your home. This has been our rebuild. This has been our repair of our broken walls. And our family has completely changed. But this would never have happened if we'd not been on a journey of embracing emotionally healthy spirituality. Church, I believe this is one of the steps God is giving our church like a gift. Like a gift to walk in to the point 
We have made space for God every single fortnight here at the church, at Connect, for us to learn what it means to be emotionally healthy, spiritual. Why? To rebuild our walls that have been broken because it's time to close access to the enemy. It's time to take authority back. And I know, gosh, I know, No, my friends, it's more comfortable to stay on the shores of safety. The confrontation of pain, the confrontation of the past, it's real pain. And I know it's more comfortable to stay in those shores of safety. But today at His Word, at His Word, you want to see the walls being built? You want to see the gates of access only to me come up again? At His Word, Will you come out into the deep where you will experience the revelation power of God to transform you and heal you, to take authority back what the enemy has been given and declare access denied. And the outcome to my family, Genesis 50, 20. Enemy, what you intended for harm, God meant for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. God wants you to know this today. If you respond to his call to repair the broken walls, God will not give your child, your marriage, your family, your children into the hands of the enemy. God will not give your marriage, your family into his hands to have authority over. And I've got a prophetic word right now for you in 1 Samuel 23, 14. David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the desert. Day after day, Saul, the enemy, searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. As we allow God to repair the broken walls and take back authority, we declare access to be denied to the enemy. Through God repairing us, restoring us, testimonies of God's power will flow to those around you will not be able to contain the incredible grace his ability his might and his power you won't be able to contain it and it will become a testimony out of your mouth that will transform other people's wives and these testimonies will be living water into the city of Geelong and it will flow at a rate that we have not seen and this is grace to all and I believe many from your testimonies will pour into Wednesday nights because they're going to want to know what is this power that has transformed you? What is this power that has broken your past? I've got to have what you have. Take me home. Lead me to the dwelling place that has healed and restored you. They're going to discover God's restoration for themselves. Can you see it, church? Can you see the place filled on Wednesday nights of people coming, discovering, how is it? Do I get this healing that I've been so craving for? I've tried to comfort myself with everything else, but it's not working. And we are the ones as the church who can tell them about a relationship with God. Emotionally healthy people and an emotionally healthy culture that has seen Jesus to discover a relationship with God, to see His church filled with grace for all. And the incredible outcome 
to Nehemiah's prayer, the incredible outcome to his fasting, his reliance on God produced three incredible statements of truth over his life. And church, this is what we're walking to. If we make the decision to unlock his calling in our life of rebuilding the walls and bringing protection and God's authority back into our homes and this city. I believe these truths will come onto our life and transform us. This is his promise to us this morning if we follow in his ways. Number one, the gracious hand of God was upon me. Nehemiah 2.8, man had acted but it was God who had directed events and steered the hearts of men. It says in Nehemiah 2.8, And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. We're going to need resources. And the king granted my request. Why? Because the gracious hand of my God was upon me. Number two, the God of heaven will give us success. The secret of his success It was Nehemiah's closest to God. It was his prayerfulness. It was his sense of calling to the task. He was aware that we are equipped for God, by God, for whatever task he has given to us. But as we know, success breeds opposition. Opposition is caused by success, not failure. The God of heaven today will give us good success. Nehemiah 2.17 says, Then I said to him, but when Sanballat, verse 19, but when Sanballat the enemy, Tobiah and the others came and mocked and ridiculed us, they said, what is this that you're doing? Oh, the enemy will come and mock us. How do you think that you can change the culture of Geelong? How do you think that you can deny access to the enemy's authority to reshape and re-identify the minds of our children, our city, our culture? Let me tell you that success breeds opposition. But we have the success of the Lord right now. And even though the enemy is going to come and mock and ridicule us and say, what are you doing? This is what we're going to say to the enemy. The God of heaven will give us success because the God of heaven has called this task and this calling upon this church and us. We are His servants. We'll start rebuilding. But as for you, as for you, enemy, you will have no share, no claim, no hysteric right, historic right over our people. And lastly, this work has been done with the help of our God. Oh, we're going to need the help of our God and help He will. Nehemiah 6.16 says, when all our enemies heard about this, they're going to hear about it. All the surrounding nations were afraid. They're going to lose their self-confidence because they realised that this work had been done with the help of our God. And this year, the gracious hand of God is upon us. Our God in heaven will give us success. This calling, relationship with God, grace to all will be done with the help of of our God. So what was the outcome for Nehemiah? The rebuilding of the walls was so successful, it went against great odds. Others had tried for a hundred years and it not had happened to now. From when God had called Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of his city, it took nine months to completion, faster than what they ever thought it could be done greater than what they ever thought it could be. Nehemiah initiated the call in verse 20 of chapter 2. Nehemiah initiated the call just like 
we're initiating the call now. But they replied to his call, Nehemiah, let us start rebuilding with you. So they all began this good work. Today, God wants to unlock your calling. How? Through your relationship with God so that you can reveal God's grace to all. Let's pray this morning. Father, I just pray. You burdened Nehemiah's heart with the most incredible task of his life. He left what was comfortable. He left the safety of his shores. And upon your word, upon your calling to his life, he came and he followed you. With you, followed you. But Father, you, you impacted his heart with such a need and burden for the people. And God, I ask, would you burden our hearts for the people of the city of Geelong? Would you burden our hearts for our families? Would you burden our hearts for our workplaces? Would you burden our hearts for the people that we do know and the people that we do know? And Father God, we're not just going to stay in this moment of where you burden us with the magnitude of what needs to be done. We're going to activate our relationship with God and we are going to pray and fast and seek the Lord because God, it is only you that can be successful in completing this task. It is only your hand that can come alongside us and give us the strength and the knowing and the revelation to be able to complete this task, God. It is only you and you are calling us your church to rise up, just like Nehemiah and the people to take on the repairing of the broken walls. The gates that have been burned, allowing access of the enemy to come in and reshape and re-identify our culture, our children, our people. I'm telling you today, Satan, access denied. I take authority over you. Stand with me, church. My church, can you see the church enemy? Our church takes authority over you in Jesus' Name. Access denied over our children. Access denied over our families. Access denied over our marriages. Access denied over our grandchildren and our generations to come. So Father, we come into this place. And we start to take a moment to examine ourselves, our families, our generation. And just like Nehemiah, taking that honest look and saying, God, in this moment, there are things that I need to turn away from. Things because that have happened into my life that I've sought comfort from other things but You. But God, this day I want to say, I'm coming home to You. No longer am I going to stay on the shores of safety, but I'm going to come out into the deep because at Your Word, You're calling me home to You and You are restoration and You are my healer and You are my Saviour and You are my relationship. Father, we love You. You've put an incredible calling upon us, your church. And guess what? We accept. We accept. We go forth with the incredible anointing and ability and might and power and strength of the Holy Spirit to see the the rebuild of the walls in Geelong. Our families start this day. In Jesus' Name, Amen. As you're standing this morning, you might be here in the room and 
You don't know what it means to have a relationship with God. You might be watching online and you might be hearing about God, not understanding what it means to walk with Him, not knowing what it means to hear His voice speaking to you, affirming you, loving you. And if you're in this place today and you don't have a relationship with God, I want to give you the most incredible opportunity to walk with Jesus, the Saviour of the world, the one who loves you, who knows you, who knew you before you were born. And all it takes is Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, do you know what God's Word says to you? You will be saved. So Father, right now, if there is anybody in this place or watching online and says, I don't have that relationship with God, but I would love to take that opportunity. We're going to pray in a moment and I'd love to include you in this prayer of salvation to know that you have relationship with God. And if you're in this place with your eyes closed and you say, Naomi, I want to have a relationship with God. You may be online. You say, I want to have that relationship with God. I just want you to raise your hands in this place today to indicate to me to join you in with this prayer. We just thank you, Lord, for the salvations that are going to take place week after week after week. And we're going to keep speaking until we see them, we see them, we see them. Father, let's include you in this prayer if you've put up your hand today to accept Jesus as Lord. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, we believe that you are Lord. We believe in our hearts that God raised you from the dead and upon the confession of my faith, we are now saved. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're joining with us online this morning, we are so glad that you could be with us. Or if you're watching at a later date, we just want to speak blessing into your week. Unlock your calling. And how do you do that? Through a relationship with God. God wants to reveal it to you. We'll see you next week.